are elite. For everything you need to know about Mercedes Monet's AEW debut, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Gary YouTube, joined by yet another Gary YouTube, and we're back to do some more Gary YouTubing, this time in the form of a tier list where we are going to put the superstars saved from retirement by AEW into a tier list based on how successful their respective runs have been in the company. And when I talk about the runs, I'm not talking about the ones at the bottom, eh, Andrew? <laughs> That's some quality Gary YouTubing, isn't it? Joel, hit the intro, please. Just in case you haven't been here before, Andrew over here is going to put these wrestlers into a tier list ranging from the best to lovely, 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 middle of the road, all right, just about bearable, and you want to avoid that big green bin, don't you? We sure do, although big green bin, that would... Oh, no, that's not recycling. Yeah, big green bin is just Glass general bottles, waste. Glass bottles, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, get rid. That's yeah. what it is. You don't want to go in there. One man who is not general waste is the first person we're going to talk about today is Eddie Kingston, who in the research for this tier list, I learned through an interview he did with the New York Post about his AEW debut. He said, well, partner... He didn't actually say that bit, but this is what he said. I think probably another month of not wrestling for companies. I would have sold the house and moved back to New York and back to my parents' place. He claiming he would have had to have got a regular job because, of course, his debut for AEW occurred during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Wrestling shows weren't happening that he was a part of, obviously, on the indie scene. He got the big chance in AEW after calling out Cody Rhodes. Yep. If that happened maybe a month or two later, it might never have happened because he might have given up on the dream. That would have been insane. It would have been insane. So AEW practically did save Eddie King from the old retirement home which is a weird way to put that he's not going to a retirement home just not wrestling anymore anyway as I said they called out Cody Rhodes during an indie show leading to AEW having him answer the open challenge on Dynamite in a no DQ TNT title match against Cody Rhodes himself off the back of that match and the promo where he just cut Cody off didn't he yeah. it was a fantastic promo there was a movement on social media sign hire Eddie Kingston basically mm -hmm. I forget what the actual hashtag was all the way back then over three and a bit years ago some of, when I was going back and looking uh, at some of these runs I, I couldn't believe that 
three years doesn't sound that long ago, but it feels like a lifetime oh, ago yeah. in terms of like looking back on on the careers and like some of these people that we're gonna that we're gonna get into today have had such an incredible trajectory from where they started off three years ago to where they are now. Um, Eddie Kingston being, I think one of if not the best yeah the positives have way outweighed the negatives obviously yeah. the negatives you obviously think of the exploding barbed wire death match ah, yeah. no fault of Eddie's at all he obviously brought it around saying he, he fainted because of the the sheer terror of what was supposed to happen <laughs> yeah. in an exploding barbed wire death match what happened actually is a little bit different obviously if you think about the stuff with and against Mox as I've just mentioned there's mm -hmm. stuff with the best friend Penta and other assorted friends of different statures like Ray Phoenix and people like that yeah I like I just Eddie Kingston is one of those ones as well like you, you want to see him always succeed in what he does because he puts everything into literally everything he's given and a lot of the times we've seen him on the back foot but recently we've seen him sort of step forward a little bit more and, and come into this role where he's not one who's been shy about sharing what his dreams are and what he wants to do in wrestling and everything and we're finally getting to a place now where these things are playing out more for him we've got the new japan strong champion at the moment and the ring of honor world champion too and he's finally having like all these sort of dream matches he's been wanting to to have for the longest time i like i want i don't the, there's nobody more in wrestling that I want to see succeed more than Eddie Kingston. And I think that's what keeps him out the best as we're sat oh. here in October 2023, whenever you're watching this video in the future. Hopefully, if you're watching it in a year, two years time, Eddie Kingston has won the AEW world title because I think that's what his standing amongst the fan base, his work on camera, not just in the ring where I think he exceeds a lot of expectations, mm. but he does bell to bell with his chops and taking his nips out and go on, hit me harder, <laughs> daddy. He loves that sort of stuff, doesn't he? Uh, but also his promos he's, there's no one like him in wrestling mm. but I just think Tony's not fully convinced not in my fully opinion is that why he's giving him the Ring of Honor World Championship that's my then? big fear Andrew but maybe this is just like I don't want to say a test run but maybe that is kind of like the thing for, for Tony to look at and go okay he could be the one to, to carry my company forward as a champion and I think he's more than He's, he's got more than enough to prove that he can do that as well. Eddie against a big dirty heel. It is. Oh, Tony it's got to happen. <laughs> Make Tony Khan the world champion. Eddie Kingston face it. But no, oh. I'm, I'm going to suggest, just as a start, obviously, as the tier goes on, we're going to move stuff from different yeah. tiers. I'm going to suggest a top end, lovely, lovely, lovely run for Eddie Kingston so far. Okay, with with hopes in in mind that in the future he does finally get to that yeah. that big old. AEW title run that we're all looking forward to and having hopefully one Do you reckon day. you agree with that one? I was going to say the best. I'm not, but I'll go the be best. That might be my personal preference though coming into coming into it, which I mean is a lot of what this is anyway, but sort of seeing it from where you're seeing it and I do feel like that that final step is going to be that AEW world title run. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. Oh, so Where do you want to put him? I'll Have go it. top, obviously top of the Well, there's nobody else there, is there at the moment? So go we'll on, put him here for now. We'll put him here for now. Moving on go. to Daddy Arse. Now, I didn't realise this happened on the 13th of November 2015, but a WWE officially announced that Kip Sop, as his real name is, was released from the company after failing a test for performance-enhancing drugs. Oh. He had tested positive for elevated levels of testosterone at a powerlifting event on July the 25th of that year. Then from there, he had sporadic appearances around the Indies over the coming years and for New Japan Pro Wrestling and a one-shot deal on Raw 25 where he was part of DX and mm -hmm. their stuff with FTR or whatever they were called back then. The Revival. That's the one, isn't it? <laughs> and he signed with AEW as a coach 
basically, you know, it's not a, re a full retirement, but he wasn't doing much in the no, world of professional wrestling. No, no. He'd become an AEW coach when the company was announced at the start of 2019. From there, as well as doing his coach work behind the scenes, he made a few appearances in the ring before the Gun Club was formed with his sons. Mm -hmm. Their run, I thought, was especially handled so well at the very end of it with the way they were turned heel against yes. their father. It was yeah. fantastic stuff. There are a pair of right dicks now who are flourishing. I like no dicks have ever flourished before. I'm so happy for them now. Because <laughs> it, 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 before it wasn't really hitting with me, especially when, uh, when when Billy was there as well with his sons and they were kind of like the baby face sort of thing. It didn't really it didn't really hit for me until we got the heel turn for them and then the stuff with the acclaimed and then obviously now them the bang bang gang yeah beautiful love the bang bang gang but daddy asked himself he aligned with the acclaimed in august of 2022 can you believe it was that long and i guess their culminating moment was at all in inside wembley stadium in front of some people a few people <laughs> many people allegedly some people where of course they won the uh, aew trios titles from the house of black it's a run that has far ex exceeded expectations, I would suggest. I think it's gone from not much of a strength to a strength. Yeah, like when, because when he came into the ring in AEW, he looked phenomenal, right? That's the one thing that everybody I feel like was always saying was he looks in phenomenal shape. He's in incredible shape and he can still really go in the ring. But like the stuff that he was doing with his sons at that point, where they're all a collective, I was like, I don't really, you don't really do anything for me at all. But then when we get away and we get sort of more the character stuff with the acclaimed and where we are now, I think it's just leaps and bounds better than where we started off at least anyway. It's easy for that kind of gimmick to get a bit stale after a while and you're thinking, mm. oh, they're just coming out here to pedal the catchphrase. I can only remember one segment on a rampage, I think, where that was the case, where they literally just came out oh, and that cut was a it. promo just to go, yeah, we can scissor and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but apart from that, it's organically grown. Yeah. Uh, the popularity with the fan base hasn't really waned. I think it's been handled very well. If I was going to put it in the tier, I don't know what you would think about this, young Andy. I would go say on. it's on the same tier as Eddie, but nowhere near as high up. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. By, by the time we sort of like add everything up, I think you're right. Lovely, 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 because sort of like Eddie, maybe not in the not in a similar sense, but in terms of like where, where they both are at the moment on the card and everything like that. But in terms of like just all of a sudden doing something that just propels them like straight into everybody's consciousness. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah. So the, sort of on the sim on the similar level, but a bit further down on the level. Yeah. Go on. Next up, we have Mr. Katsuyori Shibata, who Ooh. wrestled one match in 2021 after obviously his horrendous uh, head injury in the middle. Well sort of the middle to end part. When was it, 2017? It was 2017 yeah. and he collapsed, didn't he, after his match with yeah. Okada, I think it might have been. Uh, I don't even remember. But he wrestled one match in 2021 as part of the G1 Climax against Zack Sabre Jr. in a time limit draw. Another in 2022 against Ren Narita. But then he made his AEW debut in November of 2022 in an Atlantic title match against Orange Cassidy on Rampage. Since then, he's had 13 matches across AEW and Ring of Honor. Eight of those being as part of Ring of Honor as Tony Khan appears to be a lot more willing to use him in the ring for mm. one reason or another compared to what a uh, sorry New Japan Pro Wrestling use him. So that's why I've put him in this tier list because it feels like Tony's just more willing to use him than New Japan are. Yep. Um, obviously, the highlights have got to be the match against Eddie Kingston at Wrestle Dream. Mm. There was some tag team stuff against the BCC at All Out. The international title four-way against Orange Cassidy, Daniel Garcia and Zack Sabre Jr. I think that match against Orange Cassidy was when Mike Tyson was on commentary. So Orange oh Cassidy versus Shibata with Mike Tyson on commentary, which was a wet, a, a, and I said a weird dream, but it's maybe a wet one. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a wet dream. Hey, like, Shabbat is somebody who has obviously had to change his style quite dramatically from, from where it used to be when he was in New Japan, but it still works really well for him. I think he's a great sort of like ground and pound uh, wrestler who can still get that stuff over as well. Uh, obviously, you know, I think a lot of people really sort of admire him for being able to come back after something like that and for his work in New Japan. But like the fact that he's changed his style up so much and he can still get it over with an American audience as well, I think is a testament to the man. I, I think, think he's another, great. Another run that's exceeded expectations, especially if you subscribe to the theory that Brian Alvarez does the his brain removed and put back in. I was like, what? Do you remember that story? I, I'm sure with Brian I, I Alvarez. I think I've heard about this before. Joel, if I'm speaking out with Turnier, please put something on the screen to say I'm wrong, but I'm sure <laughs> that Brian Alvarez or Dave Meltzer or somebody said he went under surgery to have his brain removed and cleaned or something and put back in. What? It was something to do with like, <laughs> I can't remember what it was, but it was like a bleed on the brain or it was some Thing like that. I can't imagine him having his brain take like Homer Simpson where they cut yeah. the dome open and just like give it a little rub and then put it back in. <laughs> um, but yeah, Joel might have put something on the screen there. I don't know what's going on, but I would. Why, why do you want to put it, Andrew? I'll let you. Oh, it's an, I feel like we're 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 going in a similar theme here. I think it's I think it's lovely. Oh, I was going to say all right, all right. I reckon it's a step down in terms of the tier in terms of Betty Kingston and Daddy Ass. But it's oh, been good all the same, hasn't it? It's it's such a difficult one as well. You take the, the lead, though, Andrew. Oh. I'll take the lead with those two. You I'm trying to think about it, because obviously now he's the, he's the Ring of Honor Pure champion, right? And he's still having good, he's still having really good and quite lengthy matches as well, considering what he's been through. Um, oh, I would put him, I would put him in between Kingston and, and Daddy Ass. Go on, then. But, a day? Oh, I don't know. A double day? People will be like, oh, he's, he's being just too nice. You know what I mean? But I think I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of what, what he can do because I, I just think, yeah, he's exceeded expectations of coming back from something that should have just completely ended his career. Having his brain taken out. Yeah. Taken <laughs> out. <laughs> Moving on to Tully Blanchard, who hasn't been seeing AEW for absolutely ages. He wasn't involved in professional wrestling for close to 10 years before he joined AEW. He had a Dury Network appearance on Table for Three in oh. 2016. He was involved in the NWA for a small period of time as well within that 10-year period. But then he made a surprise appearance during a sit-down interview with Jim Rouse and Sean Spears on AEW's Road to All Out back in 2019. Then it was announced the following day that Blanchard had signed a multi-show deal to serve as an exclusive advisor mm. to Sean Spears. It started off really well, the Tully and Sean Spears relationship, yep. I thought, coming off the back of the chairman. And I said gimmick there, but the chairman real life accident with the not gimmick chair no, or the gimmick it chair. Gimmicked. That went, yeah. It was definitely gimmicked. <laughs> oh, it didn't look gimmicked. Um, but then it went a bit weird as time went on because it became less serious. I remember there was a point in one of the, the pay-per-views where Sean Spears had his kecks pulled down and he yeah. had a little pair underneath with uh, Tully's head on his arse. And, and, and I believe maybe in storyline as well, Tully was like, you're a bit of a mockery right now, pal. It's not it's not really working out for me so much. I liked that sort of Tully was able to adapt to what was going on in this. As a manager, he's an evil man. He's so good. He's a bastard. He is a bastard, but he's such a good bastard. You know what I mean? <laughs> and he's he dis amazing. He displayed how good of a bastard he was when he became FTR's manager um, and had his first match in 14 years on Dynamite in March 2021. I remember the assisted pile drivers yep. he would help to give because he is a bastard. Then a year after that, 
uh, first match in 14 years. He was fired by FTR. Then he went to Ring of Honor to manage the gates of Agony and mm -hmm. Brian Cage for a little bit before Prince Nana <gasps> said, yeah, yeah, I'll buy Tully Branchard Enterprises off you. And that was the end of his run. It started off well, but then just sort of petered out to note. I think, I, I think it was amazing. Uh, I think his stuff with FTR, incredibly good. Yeah. Um, and all the heel work that he did with FDR there when they were in the midst of a, of a rival with, with Proud and Powerful. And uh, Conan came out and then we had Tully come out as well and cut like a promo and then attack uh, Conan as well during that segment. I thought he was like the best at just being such a, a dastardly heel. Yeah. But you're right, it did peter out towards the end, but that maybe that was not necessarily his fault though, no. you know? Um, but I think he played his, his role perfectly. And I feel like his promo work also helped FTR in their promo work too. Um, you could tell they were living out their dream, weren't they? Oh, Obviously, absolutely, Tully's, yeah. Tully's ties to a certain group back in the day. Yes. He was now playing the part of somebody else in that group back in the day. And FTR were playing the parts of Arn and Tully. Tully, yes. <laughs> um, so again, oh no, where would, I'm going to ask you now, where would you put this I'd one? go all right. You'd go all right. It started off well, it peed out towards the end. He always felt like it could have been a bit more based off the way he started. I think all mm. right is fair. What I think all right is fair. No, yeah, again, I'm sort of just basing it off. I'm just basing it off his FDR stuff. But if you sort of factor in everything, I think you're right. It did peter out towards the end. So I'll, yeah, I'll go with all right. Way I Awesome Kong is a bit of a weird one. Not in terms mm. of her herself, her running in AEW. We hadn't really heard much of her in terms of professional wrestling as, as in doing the wrestling. I mean, obviously the stuff with Glow speaks for itself and all mm. that kind of stuff. Uh, since about 2016 was her last sort of big, higher level professional wrestling run. Uh, she was then a surprise entrant in the women's triple threat match at Double Nothing back in 2019, making it a fatal four. I remember the debut from uh, with Brandy coming out Brandy saying, out. I want to make this awesome. And everyone was well, like, what does that mean? It's the Maze. No, it's not. It's awesome, <laughs> Kong. She looked fantastic. Then during the full gear pre-show, after Britt Baker defeated B Priestley, do you remember that name? Blair I Davenport do. from Blair NXT. Davenport. Uh, Kong and Rhodes made their way to the ring, assaulting Priestley and cutting off a lock of hair with a, a karambit. Is that how you pronounce it? Karambit. It's a I curly knife. Yes. <laughs> Um, then the Nightmare Collective being a thing and it was a massive wet fart and I'm glad AEW ended it before it yep. got a bit too out of hand because it just wasn't working. Then after not appearing for nearly a year and a half, their contract was not renewed in the summer of 2021. She had five matches in total across all of AEW shows and then she went on to uh, film some more glow and then ultimately retired uh, from professional wrestling in terms of in-ring stuff mm. when her contract wasn't renewed in 2021. So it was a fantastic start because I was there in the arena for oh, that debut. Yeah. Yeah, for oh, Double and Often we were really over there, cool. weren't we? It was fantastic. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was a fantastic start. She still looked the part. She still mm -hmm. wrestled. Mm -hmm. She had that aura as well. Like when her music hit and people realised it was her, it was like a Bobby Lashley pop from the Cult of Hot Wrestling podcast. Mm, it was. <laughs> Good God, it's her. She's gonna kill folk. Um, but ultimately, it's got to be a step Ooh, below Tully Asner just because I agree. she did little to note. Um, and there was so much promise as well. I feel like too with what you said there. I I enjoyed like when she was coming out and she'd like cut the hair off, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm excited for this to like continue. She was putting on a belt like all yeah, of her yeah, victims, like and then... little trophies and things like that. And I thought that's actually pretty cool. And then and Brandy then, introduced Luther. Yep, and then things <laughs> went downhill. Uh, I really think they didn't think much more further ahead than that initial 
uh, debut that they did for her and didn't really think too much further ahead than that. Um, it is just about bearable, I think. AI. It's um, harsh, but it's fair. It is, I agree. I agree. Jake Roberts now, as far as I can see, Jake Roberts didn't appear in a like for a major wrestling promotion, if you want one of the big three or four, uh, since 2014, before he rocked up at 2AEW in a road to All Out promo in 2019, where he's cutting his famous, you want to play 21? Aww. I'll speak about the Women's Battle Royal that night. Then a debut Dynamite promo happened and the world imploded where he completely schooled Cody Rhodes on yep. Dynamite. As I said there, he turned his back. He's like, oh, you, you don't fear anybody when you turn your back on them. He turns his back and he chucks on Mike. Hey, I speak about Caesar and all that stuff. He does, yeah. It was a fantastic promo. Obviously, I can't do it justice. As you just saw there, later that month, he was then revealed as Lance Archer's new... Well, Lance Archer was revealed as his new client, mm -hmm. and it just worked initially. Lance Archer mm. was just throwing fools around, and Jake Roberts was literally... And I'm not speaking out of turn here. He was having orgasms on the outside the ring. <laughs> he was, do you remember? He was, yeah. No, he was enjoying it, and, and rightly so as well. But it was unnerving, and I guess that was the point. Yeah. Um, later that there, sorry, then we have... Uh, I remember it was all going well, then they had a really uncomfortable promo segment, or maybe it was just after a match with Brandy Rhodes, where Jake gets his snake out, <gasps> and then Brandy was like lying on the yeah. ring, he sort of like mounts her. I remember. That was a bit like, oh. Oh dear. Which I guess was the point. What's the point, isn't it? But you can get there somewhere else, should not it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, haven't to watch that. <laughs> um, then as Archer began to be used less, obviously, so did Jake get used less um, mm -hmm. and now we hardly ever see him on screen which is a bit of a shame but I guess there might be health implications we've had stories like that come out yeah. obviously he can't be used as much as he once was apparently this year 2023 he's been involved in a community outreach program oh. called AEW Together which guy. is nice but in terms of the on screen stuff it's very much a, a story of Tully Blanchard there it started off fantastic yeah. and just eventually petered out like a balloon like a balloon and I feel so bad for both him and for, for Lance Archer as well who again showed so much promise and with someone like jake the snake on your side as well that already gives you like so much like gravitas doesn't it too i want to see lance archer back in the the title pictures and stuff in aw again yeah i'm intrigued like, to see what, what they do with him because they had that show in texas last week and lance archer was used because he is a texan native yes texan, texan. native not a texan a texan there native um so whether they go and use him again i don't know what's going on because he has been moaning for the longest time lance archer used to be you to be used yeah but they haven't used him so and rightly so like he can do everything he's a big man and i know we say that a lot about you know a lot of big men within AEW, but like he's a big man who can do everything literally everything and i feel like he gels so well with everyone too um oh jake that and like you said that initial promo was where it was at I oh, feel like a lot of people still talk about it really fondly to this yeah. day as well um is it all right is it I feel like Tully did a bit more. So do I. So therefore, I feel like Jake goes just beneath him. Way to, to the Way side of After Jake, of course, we have one of his most storied rivals. It's Nick. It's Sting, everybody. A, a couple of sporadic appearances. This is just where they sort of plucked him out of retirement, so to speak. Uh, just a couple of sporadic appearances for the WWE at uh, Ric Flair's 70th birthday celebration. Before that, there was a Hall of Fame induction, of course, in 2016. After that, utter bollocks at WrestleMania 31. Yeah. We knew you won the war, you pricks. <laughs> we didn't need to know it again in 2015. That was the wrong story to tell. Obviously, it was a bit of a heartbreaking way for Sting's in, in as it seemed at the time, his in-ring creator went with the injury yeah. after the, the Seth Rollins feud and mm -hmm. the buckle bomb or whatever it was. Was it a corner? Like a it was the, barricade? It was, it was the buckle. It was the buckle bomb, wasn't it? the barricade, was it? Uh, no, or, I was think it was the, the buckle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. It was a heartbreaking way to end. But then a magical debut happened in December of 2020 and I can't believe it was that long ago. 2020? Yeah, December 
2020. Um, and the way he's been used has been absolutely perfect. He's obviously given, mm. to want, for want of a better phrase, the, the sting rub to Darby yeah. Allen. And Darby Allen has very much profited from that, I think. Even though I think Darby was doing well anyway, just having Sting with him and Sting being used properly and not like domineering and overshadowing him. Mm. I think it's been a perfect partnership. I agree. And I think it's been the best way to utilize Sting in terms of his uh, stuff that he can do in ring as well. Put him in tag team matches where, and we've had a lot of like tornado tag team matches and stuff like that too, where the focus doesn't need to be on Sting. Like Sting can go off and do a little bit of something. The cameras can follow whoever else. But then we bring Sting back for like the big moments. They're diving off the balconies and this. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. He's 65 in March, for goodness sake, but he's been doing that, yeah. To think that he was supposed to be retired and not be doing it again, for him to come back and just be diving off balconies and doing all sorts is is pretty mental to think. Yeah. And every single time he wrestled, as the three years have gone on since he joined. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. AEW, he never looked any different. Like no. The way he wrestled, it look, he looks like he's in his 40s to me when he's got his face done and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I guess that's the, the benefit of having face paint. I guess it, it is, yeah. <laughs> face paint coming to Cultaholic very soon. Anyway, his <laughs> running AEW got off to a bit of a shaky stop in that match with uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page because it was clear that the in-ring stuff towards the end was heavily edited. So you're left asking yourself after that story career he's had, after mm. that injury against Seth Rollins and Dury, after those few years away from the in-ring stuff, can he still go? He's had 20 matches in AEW with wow. the 21st and presumably last happening at Revolution in February or March, whenever it's happening in 2024, mm -hmm. which is going to be his last ever. We're shooting this obviously on the 24th of October, the, t the day before Dynamite, where Tony gives him a special gift. I think this comes out on Sunday. Let's magically predict what Ooh. it's going to be. Do you reckon it's going to be a Hall of Fame? Oh, what, like AEW announcing they're doing a Hall of Fame and thing the and then first he's one? the first inductee. Yeah. Some, I reckon, because a lot of people have been saying, is it a match and he gets to pick his last opponent and whatnot? Oh, but surely it's going to well. be Derby, surely. And that's what I think, is I, I do genuinely think it's going to be Derby because that would be like the most perfect way to close out his final chapter, I feel like, in, in AEW. Um, I think a Hall of Fame thing is a very good shout too. He is just someone who, when I was a wee boy, and I was like watching old WCW stuff. Never got it. Just oh, never got it at all. Sting was never one on board with at all. And now I I understand it a bit more. Like the stuff that he's doing now and, and the stuff that he did do prior and everything. Like I think he is someone who has just excelled in a role that he's been given. And he's like get, making sure that Darby Allen is getting over, which is great as well. And he's making sure that he gets his bits and pieces into at the same time, which is really good. And uh, yeah, I think they've just played to his strengths in AEW personally. And, and he even made CM Punk happy when Punk was having the surface thing face paint yeah. on. And that weird six man tag we had. I said weird, but it was a wonderfully weird six man tag. It was. Um, yeah, that entrance at All In when he walked out to mm. seek and destroy. 
I was like Jake Roberts watching Lance Archer <laughs> match in the crowd. Oh, oh, it was fantastic. But I, uh, where do you want to put it? It's got to, I feel like it's the best. It's got to be. It's got to be the best. Right. He's been used perfectly. He has. Vicky Guerrero last appeared for the WWE in the first ever Women's Rumble match in 2018. She also had an appearance on SmackDown 1000. I guess that was in 2019 as well. Then she was picked up from obscurity mm. uh, by AEW in 2019. Firstly, which I can't remember, as a guest commentator on Dark. I don't remember that either. Me neither. Uh, she was then revealed as Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose is Nyla Rose. <laughs> She's in the Nightmare Family. <laughs> Nyla Rose's manager and a pairing that if they allowed Nyla Rose to be Twitter Nyla and allowed Vicky Guerrero to be the woman we saw on Dury for years, it was a match made in heaven. Yes. But they didn't allow Nyla to be Twitter Nyla, and Vicky was just there. Yep. So that came to nothing, and it's a shame. She then had a part in obviously Andrade's debut, mm -hmm. but that went nowhere as well. Yep. Odd. What? What? Uh, didn't she like manage Marina Shafir for a little bit as well? Yeah, I um, think that was through association with Nyla, wasn't it as well? I, yeah, yeah, I think a lot of stuff that Vicky was was sort of given going towards the end of a run was mainly, I believe, like dark um, stuff and her turning up and dark and everything like that. Oh, there was so much promise, as you said there. It would have been so good if they'd like Nyla be Twitter Nyla and, and Vicky just be like the absolute horrendous heel that, that we know her for. But unfortunately, that never came to be. I know she said in interviews and stuff as well that she just felt her character never developed within the three years. Uh, maybe AEW just didn't give her anything or any sort of prominent time on TV to be able to develop something further with everybody. But at the same time too, I feel like Nyla, yeah, Nyla didn't really need anybody. She was just a dominant force she already. She talk, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this never really, never really did anything for me to this one. Is it a bin? It might be a bin. All that promise and it came and now. It might be a bin. That Ooh. wasn't even a highlight. Awesome Kong had a debut. That was the highlight there. Tully had his stuff with mm. FTR. Jake had his early stuff while well, the promo and the stuff with Lance Archer. Initially, I think it's, it might be a bin there, Andrew. Because it just it didn't do anything for anybody, did it? It didn't get started, did no, it? No, it didn't. It's a bin. We're going in green bin. It's harsh, but it's fair. Soraya <laughs> obviously announced her retirement from the wrestling on the Raw after WrestleMania 34 due to the neck injury. She suffered while wrestling at a house show in December 2017. She was then eventually released from the WWE, excuse me, in July 2022. After making the announcement on Twitter the month before, she also said, the WWE doesn't want to re-sign me. It's not my decision. I don't want anyone to think it was my decision to walk away. So AEW literally plucked her mm. from the retirement... I don't want to keep saying retirement hub. The they, retirement plucked her, they plucked her from the concept of retirement yes. from in-ring stuff. So then, on September the 21st, 2022, she made a debut at Grand Slam in New York at that Arthur Ashe place where they do the tennis, where she had a confrontation with Britt Baker. The crowd went wild. It was fantastic. She got physical for the first time in a while as well, mm -hmm. and then went on to have the match against Britt Baker at full gear, which I think it was... Considering it's Soraya in there, I think it was as good as it could have been. Yeah, in, in terms of like sort of Brit and Soraya keeping them like her safe in that sort of scenarios. Obviously, there's a bit of a feeling out process as well since Soraya hasn't done it for a number of years too. I think considering the circumstance, 
they did well with it. Yeah. They did they did all right with it, you know? Then the outcasts happened, of course, which never landed for me as a trio. No. They never really felt connected. Obviously, they did the stuff with the spray paint, which was all right initially, I thought. But then when you keep doing the same thing, like literally exactly the same the over time. and over again, it got a bit tiresome. Mm. To be fair to Saray, she did have a banger match, I thought, in terms of, you know, what her body was allowing her to do against Tony Storm um, after she won the title, I think that was. Yes. When yeah, they do moves off the that? second rope and stuff. And also, yeah, that was yeah. really good. Genuinely really good. And... Uh, and then, yeah, and then it didn't really yeah, add to anything. When she got the big moment all in at Wembley, where I think Tony Khan just thought, oh, she's English, she's yeah. at Wembley, let's give it a big, you know, hometown hero moment, which for me, I don't think was really appropriate for Soraya. No. It was nice to say, I guess, when you think about a story, but looking at a family there in the ring, I was like, I'm not really. Here. <laughs> I, wasn't, I, I wasn't feeling proud British at that point, you know what I mean? Not as if it's Will Ospreay, the national hero. Yeah. I don't even mean that either. Anyway, our fears, I guess, after she won the title were recognised because her body just didn't allow her to defend yeah. the title like I guess AEW would have wanted her to do although Tony Khan's usage of the lady wrestlers was just been brought into question more than once I guess yeah. so maybe he was fine with that um, but yeah she had one defense I think then she dropped the title to Shika uh, Hikaru Shida mm -hmm. um, I don't know where to go with this it's the, the, the most tricky one so far I'd say. Uh, yeah it is a tricky one uh, coming back from injury sort of sort of a similar situation to Shibata there as well um, it's just never hit for me though it, I, obviously I'm so excited and so happy for when we see wrestlers come back from when some, someone's been told you yeah, can never wrestle again you can never do this thing that you love so much to see someone come back from that is always a phenomenal feeling no matter what but sort of from from that moment to where we are now it's not really done anything for me my favorite things have been the crowd interactions that the outcasts had with the fans and everything around the ring. That not the Twitter always... ones. Not the not their <laughs> ones. Well, like when they're actually in the arenas and the the, the fans are shouting at them and they're giving it back and everything like that. I, I enjoyed that quite a bit. The I I just did. It never felt right. I don't think. Even though yes, get the hometown pop at, uh, uh, all in. It's just again no. I didn't all in all out all in. Shake it all, all out. With, all in when she won the in. title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One at Wembley in front of the one at Wembley. Uh, <laughs> um, I, yeah, it just it, it wasn't a moment that really struck any sort of chord with me. Nah. Oh, is it uh, just about? I'll get me just about bearables. Fine. Yeah. Uh, I guess the wrestling might have exceeded expectations that match against Tony Storm yeah. especially maybe the debut or the re-debut against Britt Baker as well but in terms of every, everything else it's been a bit like oh. yeah we're still we're still yet to find our footing with Soraya I think yeah. that's fair Yeah, Christian Cage uh, oh. got to mention the debut where I think Tony Khan maybe bigged it a bit too much which allowed people to say certain things I know there'll be people in the comments saying well Tony, what Tony Khan said was accurate for Christian Cage but there was I forget what the one thing he said was that allowed people to go oh my god it's someone like you know oh we were going like it's Brock Lesnar John it's, Cena it's or like, yeah, yeah. there was one thing he said I forget I what it was but that's what we're talking about there anyway his end of Dury run was an unsanctioned match against Randy Orton on Raw that wasn't even really a match because it ended after a minute and Christian got no offense in then we had that appearance at the 2021 Royal Rumble match where he lasted 18 minutes from the number 24 slot then he left the WWE and rocked up an AEW around two months later and I would assume that was just because he was promised more wrestling yeah maybe a bit more money as well yeah you'd think so yeah so maybe he's 
this wasn't going to get used. Much like Edge, I guess, which we'll get on to a bit later. Mm -hmm. No, 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 he's no. not. Not on there. Maybe it's a bit like Edge. Maybe Edge should have been on there. Maybe Edge should have been on there. Why have I not put him one. on there? I don't know. Oh. Well, it's a bit early to say. That's why we'll yes. not put Edge on there. That's a good point. I meant to do that. Anyway, yep. maybe AEW promised to use him as a wrestler a bit more, and that's what Christian wanted to do. So that's why he went over to the other side. Rude the other side. Oh, you've gotten the doors now. It's going Alter Bridge. I, well, I like. You old boy. I am an old boy. <laughs> Um, I've never seen him talk about the, the transition over to AEW, so I don't know what the reason was at the end of the day. Uh, he debuted at Dublin Nothing at the end of May 21 when he was last out the Casino Battle Royal, last eliminated by Jungle Boy. Mm -hmm. Then they were partners, father and son. Father and son, some would say. Basically, yeah. Then, of course, Christian turned on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Well, Jungle Boy especially, but Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus after the pair of them lost their AEW their world tag team titles yes. that's what i'm trying to say yes christian also had lovely baby face matches along his baby face run he defeated kenny omega on the first episode of rampage to win the impact world title where there was spots on the middle rope that i never ever thought i'd expect to see that match was phenomenal yeah i remember being laughed at by the other cult of heart wrestling podcast lads were saying oh. christian would win even though they had the two matches back to back didn't yeah. they? for the impact world title the AEW world mm -hmm. title of course he was going to win the first one it was obvious yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've mentioned the heel turn there. And then we get the birth of Christian's maybe best run ever in professional oh, wrestling. I've still got a punch on for like 04, 05 Christian when mm. he was on Raw, being a scoundrel with Tyson Tomko and people like that. But your dad is dead. It's a simple offense. It's a simple offense. It's a simple offense. It's a simple line, but he's delivered it so well time and time again. I go back to that one where Nick Cage is like, oh, Tell me something about your little friend, Darby <laughs> Allen and Sting. Oh, it's Nick Cage. Message from the future. This is Ross here. I know I've said Nick Cage a few times there. I didn't mean it. I meant Nick Wayne, but Andrew didn't stop me because he's an evil man. I am an evil man. I was like, he's on a roll here. I don't want to just like, I don't want to cut him off. You know what I mean? Back to the tier list, everybody. I'm very sorry. I know it's Nick Wayne. It's not Nick Cage. They're two very different people. I hear you have a father, and your father, and Taz goes, oh no, uh -oh. your father is dead, and it's just spawned this wonderful evil man in a turtleneck. Obviously, everyone makes the comparisons to a James Bond villain, but it's, yeah. as Cody Rhodes would say, apropos. It's what it's, it, it's such a weird thing to think, like, you know, we get a, a, we get like maybe even a little tease of Christian against somebody, and the first thing I feel like we all do is Google to see if that <laughs> person's father is no longer here. Uh, but like, what he is doing now is some of my favorite work. Just, I think, out of any wrestler, yeah. honestly, like I'm enjoying it so much, and Same. I'm enjoying watching watching this all play out. Um, he's someone who who I feel like is continuously reinvented himself like multiple times over his entire career and he still shows no sign of stopping like at all at the moment um he's in ring work i he's either 50 or he's he must be over 50. he must be over he must be over 50 at this point that his in ring stuff that he can do now still at this age is tremendous as yeah. well that match he had with kenny he's Omega. 49 he's young really yeah. so he's pushing he's pushing 50 men the match that he had with kenny omega was incredible too yeah i can't remember if Meltzer gave it like five stars or it was close to five stars at least but it was worthy of that anyway like yeah. it was so so good 
Um, I think it's the best. I think it's the best. I think as it's well. the absolute. It's not best. even just the promos. It's the other matches he's had with the likes of Darby Allen, with the one very recently where he nearly murdered the man on the yep. steps on the outside. Oh my God. Uh, Brian Danielson on Collision. There was one recently as well. Uh, the ridiculousness of the finish to the final burial match with Jungle mm. Boy is in a moment we'll all just the way the coffin went, <laughs> went straight, <laughs> straight down. Straight down. Gone. Um, even his own daughter isn't safe in his promo. Oh. Did you win that title? <laughs> so security good. get her security. out here it's so simple but it's so effective in the way he delivers it I yeah. forget who I, I saw something on Twitter recently where someone was like he's the best he could be the best actor if he went into that world just because of the way he commands words I forget who said it that's but I was a like, great yeah. point just the, the make... fact was it that, that segment where they had um, Nick Wait, Nick Wayne uh, yeah Nick no, no Nick, Nick Wayne yeah. I said Nick Gage earlier he, I was but I Bloody was like, Nora. I Nick to... Wayne's mom. Yes. Sorry, everybody. When they had her in last week, and um, just the way he was like, "You should have called me." Just the way he delivered that, so good. When Edge walks in there, Adam Copeland walks in. Well, you should have picked up the telephone, and you should yeah. have picked up your index finger and given it the sternest waggle on your way to pursuing my it, phone number. It feels real. <laughs> it feels more real, doesn't it, yeah. when Christian does it almost? Even though obviously he's playing like such a such a, a bloated character in terms of his heelishness and evilness, but like it's still. It's direct, but then in little inflections and stuff he does, it's so subtle at the same time as well. Which is like, the per it's the perfect balance, I feel like. I can't believe I've just been saying Nick Gage. Well, I mean... Your little does, friend Nick Gage. Does Nick Gage? <laughs> what's, what's that? I don't, what's want to look that, that I don't want to look that up. I don't want to look that up. We'll see. Samoa Joe, we move on to now. He noted on Rene Paquette's The Sessions that he was thinking about retiring after his second release from the WWE at the start of 2022. He said, I was legitimately thinking about hanging it up for health reasons. You know, obviously mm. still coming off the concussion and still dealing with the very hidden effects, still dealing with the very hidden effects of that and getting back to ring healthy and transitioning back to a physical state where it's like, I could do something for a good period of time and not want to pass out. So he was thinking about retiring, which is why he's in this tier list. Joe returned to Ring of Honor initially, now owned by AEW, mm -hmm. of course, by the time that happened. Uh, on April the 1st, 2022, at Supercard of Honor 15, coming out to aid Jonathan Gresham and Lee Moriarty after they were attacked by Jay Lethal and Sanjay Dutt. Then he was sort of used more and more on AEW, got to the final of the Owen in 2022. Yeah. yeah, before losing to Adam Cole. I was having to yeah. think about that for a second. Then, of course, he became the king of television by holding the Ring of Honor TV title and a couple of TNT titles on the way. Meat slapping affairs with so many people, but the pinnacle of his run so far in AEW might just be that match against CM Punk. And that opened all Ooh, in. That, I like the one that he had recently with MJF as well. Oh, yeah. Ooh, that was a good one. I like match. the one he had against Big Big Willie. Big <gasps> Willie Mack. Oh, yes. Meat slapping in more ways than one. He's just been fantastic, hasn't he? He's, again, someone who came in and i love samoa joe like he's one of my favorite wrestlers uh when he first came in things were a little bit slow for him i felt like i'll tell you what though you go back and watch his closing stage at nxt you could tell he just it's, wasn't right yeah yeah and yeah. you're fearing like oh my god we might have lost a great here in terms of what he could do with and that was and that was it and then i think maybe the fear of coming into AEW somewhere sort of where I think there's a lot more work rate in terms of what the wrestlers do and having a little bit of sort of fear that oh maybe he might not and it sounds so stupid to say this because it's Samoa Joe but maybe he just can't keep up with that pace almost but he's done he's done it in such a way where maybe he was a bit slow to start with when he came in but he's like picked it up and he's having longer he's matches flying, and he's absolutely putting on some of the most incredible matches like week to week sometimes too and it's the promos as well we saw that it's the way 
the more recent ones where he just he's sort of sitting in his room with his cigar with and he's cigar, just like I'm yeah. Jeff I'm calling you out this that you. Mm. he looks the dog's bollocks he does it's like a final but he feels like a final boss almost yeah. now, which is really really cool I don't know if it's top tier Andrew I don't think it's the best I think it's lovely Solid, so, solidly yes uh, it is uh, <laughs> so, solidly and I think it is it's lovely and it's it's a bit it's in between Shabbat and Kingston for me. Why are you? It's there, baby. Right. We end with someone called CM Punk. We did a tier list about all of his matches up until his suspension after Brawl Out, which is on the channel right now. So you want to go and look at our in-depth thoughts about all those matches, please go and check that tier list out. I wish what happened at All Out didn't happen at All Out, but yeah. it did happen at All it Out. It did happen. Because the wrestling before All Out was absolutely sensational. The yeah. program with MJF might just be aside from Hangman Page's ascension to the title, the best of AEW's mm -hmm. Ever done but it did so do we put more stock in the wrestling of cm punk and aw or more stock in the fact that he kept falling out with people in aw the wrestling yeah because that I affects guess, where we put him in this tier list i feel it? like the the wrestling like it felt like to begin with it felt like he, he hadn't really missed a step no. I was like, bloody hell, he's still really good. It's ever since he won that bloody title. Yeah. And he did that entrance, the following dynamite, I think it was, when he did the stage dive and broke his ankle. Yeah, and then it just all went down. It never got right again after that, did it? Which no, is a it shit. Didn't. To be fair, collision in the initial run where he was, you know, allegedly, you know, the collision boy. A, a big part of the creative and all that sort mm -hmm. of stuff, and who gets to walk in the building, mm. and who has a locker room on the other side of the building, all that sort of stuff. It was working. Collision was better than Dynamite when Collision was first going. I think in terms of a TV product, excuse me once again, Collision has fallen off a long way, whereas the TV ratings for Collision have not, which yeah. sort of contradicts the show falling off in terms of quality. Mm. Does it even matter? I don't know. Um, but it's a really difficult one for this tier. That's why I left it till last, because do you put more stock in the wrestling or the earache he's given Tony Khan like the books are obviously culpable as well, and Kenny Omega, A Steel. I went yeah, over that yeah, situation. Yeah, course, it's not just course, punk. But you, you look at that situation and the situation at All Out, where, I don't know, maybe Jungle Boy was in the wrong there, wasn't he? I, well, I guess he was at uh, that point. Maybe, 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 like, Jungle Boy was in the wrong. Maybe CM Punk was in the wrong for acting, allegedly, how he acted as well. Yeah. So it, 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 it's one of those. But in the ring, I think he was absolutely incredible. Uh, I loved seeing him uh, have his matches and and like really keep up with the with the younger people. He was in there with Darby Allen, one of the fast the fastest men alive. <laughs> you sound like a promoter but, from the forties. I know, but he but but he managed to keep his own and yeah. and my god, those matches were so good. And I felt like maybe when the whole stuff with Hangman Adam Page was happening, it, maybe that rocked his confidence a little bit obviously we saw him do you know try to do the buckshot larry he, he managed to do it one time and then a few more times that whole situation is just so maddening though because we as a fan i don't think we would have known there was an issue if punk didn't make it an issue on air well it's difficult well sorry it? Because... when hangman started it and then punk took offense to it and then called hangman out when he wasn't even there well that's it because punk like blends the line between reality and sort of work stuff anyway right so we had no idea what was going on at that point no um I tell you what, let's put, let's do it on the rest. If it was the wrestling, it would be in the best. It would but be the it's best. Way down at the end. Yes. So we've got. A, is it bottom or lovely? Oh. Somewhere in. It's got to get weighed down because the way it all ended in tears. Okay. Well then. Do you reckon? Yeah, I think CM Punk would love it if we put him below Eddie Kingston. Go on then. I think he'd absolutely <laughs> buzz off it. That was and, the world title. Well, again, outside of MJF. 
yeah. that would that would have been a hell of a world title for you, like a Dick CM Punk. I would have loved to have seen them run it back again. Yeah. Uh, like you're right, with a Dick CM Punk, it would have been so perfect, and just obviously the roles reversed in that moment as well. Um, it is sad how it ended because after that match with Joe, I was like, oh, I can't wait to see. I was one of them people, right? And I'll hold my hands up. When all this stuff kicked off with the drama, I was like, can't be arsed with this. Just get rid of him. I'm not really, I'm not really it, fussing. It was point. the right call, wasn't it? it? I feel like it was the right call. But like when he came back and we saw him kind of blurring the lines a bit between being maybe a heel or a baby face, it was like, oh, where's he going to go with this? And then after that match with Joe, where they put on a banger, I thought it was such a cool way to open that show. Um, and then, yeah, everything sort of happened and now we're here. And now I'm sort of wishing what could have been yeah. or, what, or what might have been going forward from this. Yeah, he should have been there during his initial run. But anyway, there's the tier list. Are we going to move Eddie up? It's up to you. Mm, no, we'll I don't think so. I think we'll keep him where he is. So are you going to keep it in that order in the best tier? Because we know who, in from the retirement... The, 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 the realms okay. of retirement who has been plucked up by AEW I've just spat everywhere very sorry <laughs> and uh, had the best run is it Stay or Christian Cage oh no <laughs> that one's difficult say a name Andrew not Joe Henry's though he might appear oh oh maybe just from pure maybe from pure in-ring wrestling Maybe Christian. He's going to go Christian. I'm going to go, go Lock it in. I'm Tell us how in. wrong we are in the comments down below. I've been Gary YouTube, joined by another Gary YouTube. There is our tier list in terms of those from the retirement realms who were picked up from AEW. Thank you for watching, and we'll see you very soon. I'm at the nail salon. What? I'm at the grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.